What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are rocking with Lyles Movie Files. I'm not going to do a big setup. What's up, fellas? What's up, little brother? What up, guys? What up, what up? Jay King, Gunner, good to hear from y'all. I'm going to hold off. I'm not going to jump right into it. Let's start off with a little bit of news. The CW is doing a Powerpuff Girls pilot, which apparently is going to look at the girls all growing up. Live action? Yes. Live action. They're, let me let me break down this, this pilot for you. The pint-sized superheroes are disillusioned 20-somethings who resent having lost their childhood to crime fighting. Will they agree to reunite now that the world needs them more, to, more than ever? Chloe Bennett from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Dove Cameron, also of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Yana Peralt are starring in this show. Is there any reality or world in which you will watch this show? Never. No. Never watch this crap. This looks like Fox no. Sports 5. This sounds like, the, uh, this sounds like a joke from an old 90s movie. It sounds like, Dude, a, pulp fiction, like a pilot that old girl was in in, in Pulp Fiction. Like, no, this is whack. This is a mad TV skit. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. Not even SNL. Not even TV. SNL. It's a mad TV skit. Somebody's a drunk. You know what I mean? Or, or we gonna find out episode six. One of them tried to kill themselves. You know what I mean? Got daddy shit. issues. Well, got. It's I mean, you know, CWD man. man. Yeah. yeah. Especially having them disillusioned. It's just like you know this is gonna be a very CW. Oh, woe is me. And maybe you'll find by the end of the season they'll find, yeah, crime fighting's fun. It's like, no, just whoever. Well, how could, yeah, how could they do this? Because to take the Powerpuff Girls and make them into a CW show basically scrubs everything that makes the Powerpuff Girls the Powerpuff Girls. Yes, and you know, a live action, like I, I can't, I can't do it. I can do it with literally almost everything else. I really, I mean, that thing needs to be a cartoon. It's just the way it is, the narration, the villain, it's everything. It's funny. It's great. Gonna you can't You're not going to laugh that. on this one. Duh. I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm not going to, this ain't going to get past the pilot, dude. Mind, it's going to be like, gonna be gonna be like the caveman show. Like, that joint didn't make it past the pilot. <laughs> caveman show. That was a bad Remember? idea. That, that was just a waste of money making a pilot. Exactly. I give it to who who wanted that was the ad agency that came up with that 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 whole they won. They did. I mean, did. yeah. If I was an advertiser, that that'd be like the thing. Yeah, hell yeah. Dude, one of the characters we created became a TV show, even if it was for a month. Right. Much. And they pulled the plug. <laughs> yeah. That was some Don Draper shit right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> or reality hit in. Hey, this is a bad idea, guys. Maybe we shouldn't do this. Right. All right, we're getting a Creed 3, and Michael B. Jordan is doing a little bit of everything with this one. He is also going to star and direct this one. This is going to be his uh, directorial debut, and it's going to come out Thanksgiving 2022, assuming everything is correct for movies by that point. I'm down for Creed 3. I don't really care about I don't need to know any details. I feel like this is almost a series that the director doesn't matter. Does this 
change your enthusiasm one way or the other for the third installment of Creed Fellows? I think they got. I think I think they left themselves a good story of uh, Adonis's story after Part Two. It's like all right, he you know he's revenged his father's death. Um, you know, sent his uh, father's adversary back to Ukraine uh, in a broken world. I yeah, it's like he still got to deal with the the child's um, hearing impairment, and it's like like how that dynamic. So and it's like and his mom, I mean his family dynamic. So they got a lot of room, and then the boxing stuff. I think they'll be fine. Um, yeah. No, the hell with that. He's got to fight Clubber Lang, son. You gotta fight. Yeah, that looks like you gotta fight Mr. T's son, man. <laughs> he's gotta look at fool, that. and he gotta be. Hey, Gunner, he's gotta be. I think you woman, Mr. T. God. <laughs> hey, hey, woman, you want a real man? <laughs> he got. He's gotta be full on. He gotta do I'm all fighting that, Lord Clubber, and he's he gotta have an emotional. <laughs> he's a champion. <laughs> you don't for me. When you called him Little Clubber, I feel like he's a rapper now. <laughs> and he could be. He could have tats in his face. Be. He gonna come out looking like Takashi and Lil Wayne together. Oh my God! He could rap. He could do his <laughs> own rapping on his, as his intro and to the red ring. and yellow mohawk. Oh, exactly. Oh my God. That's exactly. Oh, that would be beautiful. Happen. That would be terrible. Oh, that would be so bad. Yo, I no, that. I think I think I think it'll be fine. I think I think that's cool because think about it. He's been in every like Ryan Coogler special, like great movie. So he had to have yeah. taken some pointers from the brother, right? Like he's oh, been in every. Dude. He's been in Fruitvale. He's been in Black Panther. He's been in what's the other one? He, he was in another one with Ryan. Creed. What's the other one up. <laughs> yeah. The Creed. first Creed, Creed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, even his time so, on the wire, I'm pretty sure he learned a lot. You know, he's been he, 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 he seasoned. He, he knows how to make a move. He get it. He get it. Yeah. All right. I just want that. That's all I need. Little Clubber. Little Clubber. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, if he's not called Little Clubber, I'm going to be upset now. Well, guys, we we've reached the point now where victory has been won. The battle against the coronavirus is over. And once again, America is standing tall, victorious. And you can point to the victory by so many things opening back up, including LA movie theaters, Disneyland, and everything else. Disney has already (laughs) said that they are not moving off of the May 7th release date from Black Widow. It is coming to theaters. You better get ready. How quickly have you guys got your AMC pass renewed as you prepare to get back into the movie theaters in time for the summer season? You won't see me in the movie until... Yeah. Just cough in my mouth and get it over with, why don't you? Right. (laughs) Like, I'm not thinking about seeing a movie in a movie theater where Bama's were already nasty in a Bama joint-ass movies. Oh, my God. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna to go to like the blackest movie theater in the world. You know, I'm gonna, you know where I'm gonna go? Is that theater still open over in Capitol Heights, over in Marlow Heights? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <That's not laughs> I'm gonna go life. watch that joint over there because <laughs> I want the coronavirus for sure. Clearly. That place was already nasty, just nasty anyway, just because they don't clean it. So. Why not go over there? Hey, as soon as I sit down, movie theater, catch me. What happened? 
So that's a vintage throwback movie theater. If you want that old school experience, smuggling your great cookie, snickerdoodles, call it a night. Oh, yeah. Yep. If you want to snuggle, smuggle in your barbecue chicken meal. Hell yeah. I'm going to go down the street to that go-go spot, grab it to go, bring my fish up in there, and then sit down and gum stuff. I can see you eating a fried fish sandwich and cabbage. Hell yeah. Soles of my shoes got all kinds of nastiness on it. I have delayed this long enough. Actually, no. One more, one more thing. Okay. So last week, I had given you guys an assignment that we did not get to because our discussion was oh, yeah. just, was too good. So, fellas, I gave you an assignment that I remember. <laughs> uh, what were <laughs> four comfort movies that you would go to at all points? Now, for me, one of those movies is Coming to America. Now, I'm going to just spoil that part of my list because that is my go-to comedy. If I need to laugh, I go to Coming to America. Not the mm-hmm. number two, but T.O., mm. just in case there is no confusion, because I want to make sure mm. that's very clear. Um, but, fellas, what were some of your comfort movies? Javon, I always have you go last. Why don't you go first, shake things up a bit? Um, it's funny you mentioned Coming to America, because Eddie Murphy makes my list actually um, for one of his movies before Coming to America, and that's Trading Places. I don't care what part of, if I come in on that movie and it's within the last five minutes and they're on the yacht and they're feeling good, Lewis, looking good, Billy Ray, I, I still watch that part. I'm, I'm tuning in. That is a go-to Christmas movie around here. We quote that religiously. <clears throat> I had to stop one of the girls from saying, because you're a big, very white looking mother. <laughs> Get off my back. Because we were, we quote that movie. That, that That's a heavy rotation around here. Every Christmas, we have to watch Trading Places. So that's that's one. Um, two, my list is, is, is weird as hell, man. Um, the Last Boy Scout, because I love... Yes. The, there's nothing wrong with gonna, that. There's, there's nothing dude. wrong with that. <laughs> Friday night's a great night. Hey, Jason's cracking up. the best. Jason sings that song the freaking best. Jason, please give a rendition. Cool, to Jason, the give it to us. Please. Give it to us. Friday night, so great with the ball. Okay, the reason, honestly, me and Javon used to watch that movie way too much, literally for those parts in Milo. Like, yeah, so. Yes. Listen, that joint used to be on when we were kids on like Showtime every yes. day. During like yes. the summer of like 92, 93, 92. 94, mm-hmm. 95. Mm-hmm. Like that joint was on all the time on cable, man. Hey, Gunner. Everybody, look. Hey, look. I'm going to tell you how much I watched that movie. All right, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Miss Corey. Riding <laughs> on the range. I, named, I got my boots. I've I've got my hat on. I've got my boots. Dusty. How much of a pervert was that guy, by the way, who sung that damn song? I've watched that that movie way too. Hilarious. Hey, you know who the DJ was? You know how you recognize the DJ? Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin. Come on, man. I've watched that movie way too much. 
Um, the ridiculous scene when his daughter brings him furry Tom. Oh, come on, man. I, I love <laughs> how like, bad that movie is. How y'all not know there was a gun up in the pup? Okay. Where did a little girl with a puppet come from? It goes right to Hollenbeck and says, hey, mister, can you make my dog talk? And they've been casing other... his house. They know who the hell his daughter is. How they? How one of them just be like, hey, you know what? That's his daughter. Hey, listen, that's why they're <laughs> goons, Gunner, and not leaders like Milo. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Jeffrey. Hi, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else is on your list? Oh man, uh, aliens! I will watch aliens anytime. Don't care. Um, and this was hard to narrow down. It's not a bad call. Yeah, and 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 last but not least, First Blood. First Blood is the granddaddy of okay. modern action films to me. Um, it's been on heavy rotation this like the last two months on Showtime, and I was so happy because I I, I couldn't find a DVD copy uh, that's HD. Or 4K. Um, I've been looking around. I wasn't about to buy it on Amazon or anything like that. Um, you know, having on Prime and nothing like that. Um, they started to show it on cable, and they upgraded. You know, picture quality. But I hadn't seen this movie in maybe 10, 12 years, and watching it over the last month or so really helped me get a new appreciation of Sylvester Stallone as an actor because that end scene, that emotional end, that, that mm-hmm. end sequence with mm-hmm. him and, and Troutman, hey, dude, yeah. he, hey, Sylvester was giving you some really top-shelf acting there. Hey, people really give him was. a hard time. It really was. They do. People give and him he a hard gets time, a bum rap, though, because he's a better he actor than people think. Exactly. Dude, I loved them in Copland. You know that scene in 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 in, in First Blood. Hey, the Rocky, of course. You know he should have won something for Rocky. The way he portrayed yep. Rocky Balboa in his his lowest moments. That scene where he's yelling at Mick for for trying to come and and, and train me now after I've wasted right. my last ten years. You know what I mean? Man, that's emotional. Yeah. It's very emotional because I've been, you know, you you, you go through that. You, you're a broken person, and you know, you 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 got this opportunity. You don't, you're not even ready for. You don't even know what you can do. And here, somebody comes trying to fake pick you up off the ground because they they their own success and failure is tied into you. It 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 it, 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 it was a lot. It's very emotional. He, he deserves to save all the of that. Yeah, saves the franchise by doing a more that kind of take. Rocky yeah. Bal, you know, Rocky Balboa. Balboa. You could have skipped, skipped uh, okay, maybe not two and three, just because I like them because we were kids. Mm-hmm. But you really could just do one and then six, you know, Rocky Balboa, and then do all the creeds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you really could just yeah. do that because of the emotion. Hey, five never Wait. happened. We don't, what? what? Five sucks. Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Five is like five. Godfather three. We don't do that. We don't even mention that. It's just like um, coming to America. Godfather three gets trash and dragged through the mud like this terrible movie, but it's really not. It's just not hey, as good wait, as really the quick. first two. Really quick, really quick. Did anybody watch uh, Ford Coppola's cut of Godfather three? No. Recently. No. No. It's supposed to be much better than what we got. The theatrical. Well, here's the thing. It came better. out, and I didn't hear anything about it. A whisper from anyone yeah. that wanted to see it. So I'm pretty sure. They didn't want the embarrassment of mentioning it because it still sucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I 
unlike the movie we'll probably watch soon where everybody's celebrating never mind we'll we'll get into that yeah sorry yeah yeah so that's your list i'm sorry all right let's let's keep it rolling gunner what's your list sorry um okay so comfort movies man pursuit of happiness will smith his kids something about that man because you know for a while it was just me and my dad you know what i mean all that stuff and then I don't know, man. All that stuff that went down. I'm not saying we did that. Any, we had to deal with any of that. I lived in the birds, but at the same time, you know what I mean. Just like everything's easy. It just reminded me, like, yo, no matter what, my pops, my pops, we come through. And then, like, when he gets it at the end, look, look, I'm, I'm a, I'm a 40 something year old man now, right? Like, we've been through some stuff, and so we've been through those kind of like hard fought victories, right? Where life is just throwing literally everything it can at you. And then you're just like, man, the way Will Smith portrayed at the end where he gets the, you know, he gets the job or whatever, and he just goes through emotional on his face. He, I think he was nominated for something for that, so that's fine. Um, and then he goes through the crowd and claps, man. That's, look, that's one of my favorite gifs, let alone the favorite scenes, right? So, okay, so that's one. Interstellar, just because I love causality loops and that kind of, like, um, you know, Einstein, Rosen, Bridge type stuff. And then the way that was so accurate about, like, the spin <laughs> of how gravity works on a space station where the shit has to actually spin. Like, somebody actually thought of that finally. Yay. Um, this is an odd one in here. Jackie Brown. I don't know. I, that's it's not, the, it's not my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie, and I don't even know what it is. But I really like that movie because it was this weird, there's some down-to-earth moments, and then there's some, like, okay, this is a Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? But there were some really, like, down-to-earth moments. The cast was such a mixed bag and such a mixed bag of personalities, and I felt like if there was some dialogue, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, Reservoir Dogs is the best dialogue movie he ever did because it was one freaking, two rooms, right? But, you know, no scenery, just two rooms. But Jackie Brown, the way every character was written, would seem to be accurate to the way they just looked. And it was just like, okay, it was really good. So I, I don't know, I take comfort in just that kind of movie for some reason. And the last but not least, oh, honorable mention Love Jones, just because I like it. I, I can turn it on and do anything, work, play, you know, cook, whatever. But my real last movie, which probably should be number number two at least, is Defending Your Life. We mentioned it last week, and I was like, oh, that's on my list for another thing. This is the list. This, I love that movie. I don't know what it is. It's just, it's, a, it's just a great comedy. It's a great take on afterlife. You know what I mean? It, the way they pulled it off is such an underrated movie, man. I love that movie. That's it. All right, Jace, what you got? Right. Gunner, I'm going to say this. Uh, Defending Your Life is, should never be on anybody's underrated uh, list. That movie is great. Um, it was so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so let's start with the easy ones on my list. Uh, first one, Superman Two. It's just yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah. that is my favorite Superman movie. It's like it's the lines, and that's what we, I mean. We talked about a couple shows ago uh, where we saw the perfect ABC version. If I could ever get that, I would spin some obscene amount of money to get that version on Blu-ray or whatever the next thing they come out with. Uh, next one is, uh, I think everybody has seen this on TBS and TNT uh, for the last two months. And I'm sure if you turn to it, 
you just keep watching it. It's the Winter Soldier. It's just like, <laughs> I could turn this off, but really, why? Uh, yeah, that, that's again, as I say, that that is my I, that is still my favorite Marvel movie. Um, I love Endgame, but that is probably just everything that goes on in that movie is just awesome. Uh, the next one is uh, Princess Bride. That was like kind of one of my favorite movies as a kid. Uh, it, it's like basically how the grandfather says, like, it's got everything in there. You got dragons, you got death, you got romance. It's awesome. Um, and I would watch this. If you put it on any day of the week, I would watch that. I would sit and watch that movie. Very much like I kind of said, whatever. I'm, I'm good to watch that movie. And my last one is my favorite Star Wars movie, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, it doesn't have a, it, it, it has some bad moments. You got to go through the bad, but then you get to that end, like, there's some hope. And it's like, you, you get the best lightsaber, I mean, you get some of the best lightsaber duels, all of Star Wars, and the emotion, the soundtrack's great. I literally listen to the soundtrack when I just have nothing else to do and want to hear something great. Um, yeah, so that's my list. Not from a Jedi. That scene right there was just like gold. You're like, God damn. <laughs> damn perfect. All right, my list, of course, Empire Strikes Back. No shocker to anyone who's ever heard me talk about Star Wars. Um, Coming to America, T.O. Uh, let's see. Flash Gordon, just because it's fun, and it doesn't take any remote part of itself serious. And it's just, yes, great. Uh, last one. Fast and Furious 6, they have a tank. I mean, come on. Motorcycles versus tanks. It's just crazy. Everybody's still rocking. Vin Diesel are still on the same page. They're not like, I don't want to shoot a scene with this dude anymore. Uh, Han's still there. Everybody's there. Paul Walker's still, you know, literally still with us. And everybody's just synced up with their characters perfect at this point. It's the pinnacle of the series for me. And there have been other good films after that, that is the high point of the franchise to me. All right. I've delayed it no longer. It's time. I went in. I took my big bat, and I walloped coming to number two, America, and left it to a bad, broken pulp. Now, I'm not quite sure if you guys felt the same way as I did, but I'd like to put it up, put it up on the floor now for you guys to discuss your thoughts on coming to America. So with that, I am putting the bloody carcass in the middle of the ring. Who wants to go first? Jace, would you like to have at it? Uh, I, I'll, I'll take the first crack at this because I know Gunner and uh, Javon are going to kill this thing. Okay. This movie is not funny. I mean, just to put it very mildly, this movie is complete and utter trash. For every joke that you remember and enjoyed for coming to America, go the exact opposite way on this movie. Try, hey, would you like to remember this joke? Hey, we even decided to bring Coming to America the, the song back and have it replayed. Remember that? That was awesome. By John Legend. By John Legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Terry Street Nah, nah, man. We got John Legends coming to America. It's like the only black singer anymore. I mean, okay. So then... <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how not to get every point of horrible that this movie is. Uh, <sighs> we, we, we had way too much Tracy Morgan and Leslie Jones. Um, 
the guy who was the son of Akeem. I, I, again, it, they didn't give him anything to work with. Because if, if, if you say Coming to America 2 was a romantic comedy, which is probably what they were going for, because this is not a comedy movie like Boomerang, uh, any of the actual funny Eddie Murphy movies. This is a trying to go in a PG-13, everything's so safe. Let's make sure we play nice for everybody. It, this, it was like, hey, let's, let's, let's have this new guy do this. And he's 30 years old in New York. Imagine he's pimp walking. Like, I'm pretty sure nobody's pimp walking in New York. Like, that's just so just ridiculous. But yet, oh, he, he definitely knows this. Like, he's 30 years old. And I, I, I've never met my daddy now, Magazine. I'm trying to make something to myself. But man, they put a they put a mint on me. I ain't trying to do jack crap now. Woohoo. Um, oh gosh, I I'm sorry. Because I I've I've literally talked to like people. I'm like, I've seen so many people online trying to justify like, hey, it's great. Oh, it's just like no. You really are trying to hit the point of you know it's bad. You were so desperate to say it's good. But then when you watch it the second time, you're like, yeah, this movie's trash. Like, there's no, the jokes aren't funny. This, where the first movie tried to go with like, hey, we're like Wakanda, the first version. Like, Wakanda, you know, this is how it should be. No, this one, mm-hmm. now we're playing, now we're playing Chase the Lion. Uh, let's have a witch doctor. Yeah, that's super it fun. Like, it was just like, Everything that made the first one good is exact opposite of what they did in this movie. And it's just like, I am offended that you guys decided to make this movie. You guys could have come up with any bad romantic comedy idea you had, but you decided to stop one of our beloved movies that is literally has jokes upon jokes upon jokes. And I got maybe two chuckles of actually new jokes. And it was mostly like, Okay, that was slightly funny. But most of this movie, I literally was live. I was texting these guys like, I'm going to jump over my balcony if I have to sit another five minutes to watch this daggone movie. And I literally was like, you know, I, I, I love all y'all and I enjoy, appreciate y'all for watching or listening to Lyle's Movie Files podcast. But I'm like, I really don't think I like y'all enough to keep watching this movie and be, I would like to be like Chief and not watch the movie so I don't come on the show and say like, how bad this movie is. Um, yeah. I, that's, yeah. Take a deep breath, bro. Take a deep breath. I'm not allowed, I'm not, I'm not allowed to drink right now, so, yeah. I, but, so I have to pass this to one of, one of my other compatriots who will eviscerate this completely. Gunner, I know you got a lot of thoughts. Why don't you go for it? There's a line between, and I've told you guys this, there's a line between good comedy with an all-black cast and coonery. I don't know if it's super thin in Hollywood, maybe. But honestly, there's no example of how something could cross that line than the line between coming to America, the first one, and coming to America, this crap. Oh, my gosh. Like... Jason mentioned the two main things. I have a list of bad, and I have a list of good, if you believe it or not. But obviously the bad outweighs the good. I mean, good Lord, this turd. So that's, okay. Like, the witch doctor, 
and the Tarzan chasing lions trope. There are black people getting chased by lions trope that's in every movie about Africa, I should say, quote. Um, that kind of stuff made Eric LaSalle's character and his assumptions the bad guy. And they fought hard to make sure that happened in the first one. Here, they leaned right into it and somehow managed to have the main character chase, being chased by a lion and so, because of some weird ceremony tradition that was not in the first movie that made sure that it was avoided in the first movie. It was avoided in the first movie, for sure. And then that weird, weird circumcision ceremony was stupid as hell, which is, was a meta joke in a, way, in a way. But it still put it in there, you know what I mean? Um, Leslie Jones is just on the list as just Leslie Jones. I'll, I won't read off the entire list because it's there. I mean, but you had the predictable joke, obviously. You had the, the two extra long flashbacks. Um, it was really annoying. I will say that there were things that I did like. The costumes were great. And the Trevor Noah cameo. Every other cameo was forced and in too many, in a sequence of too many, like at the same time. I was like, okay, guys, you guys are really trying to make a bad movie here because we're forcing this movie. It was pretty annoying. The whole thing was rushed. It was poorly written. So overall, I mean, and very predictable. And, and I have to go back to the, the tropes that were avoided in the first movie that are just leaned right in like a Tyler Perry movie. And I, this was a well-dressed Tyler Perry movie. You had the buffoonery. You had Leslie Jones doing the best Leslie Jones. And they doubt her back. I think that probably the, if you can pinpoint something that was really good about this movie was the Cleo McDowell speech to Eddie at the end. That was a good scene. And oh my goodness, <laughs> the Arsenio Hall, Tracy Morgan playing off each other. That kind of, I was like, okay, we needed more of that. I could see them play off each other. That was really like one of those things that I could pinpoint as a good thing. When we see the fight scene with the, with the, with the, with the daughters, and I can't, I can only say the daughters because they developed. The door of the Thanks. They developed none of those characters whatsoever at all. I, anybody that's posting these diatribes that say, oh, if you didn't like the movie, you wanted violence or, you know, I, I, I remember, I don't know if you saw that on Facebook, guys, but there was one that says if you wanted, they wanted to see, you know, him leave his dad or the dad do this. No, you know, basically, I mean, I just put a bracket, insert John Singleton movie trope, you know, gangster movie trope. You know, you just wanted to see that. I'm like, no, I didn't want to see a gangster movie trope. And no, I didn't want to see Tarzan, you know, old Tarzan tropes, Tarzan show tropes that they threw us in, by the way, um, for in replace of John Singleton tropes. I just wanted a sequel to Coming to America. <laughs> like, why was that so hard to add? No, I didn't want any of these tropes. But for anybody to say that, obviously did not watch this movie or even understand how tropes work. Um, it's it, it just, it's disgusting to me how they can make the sequel so more buffoonish than before. One of the things that stood out the most to me, one of the biggest differences in, in watching the first one to the second one was as a young kid, and even as a grown man watching 
the the fictional nation of Zamunda. And aside from the opening, the, the hilarity with that ensued with the bathers, etc. The way Zamunda was portrayed was a very regal, distinguished nation and, and distinguished people, you know, uh, uh, proud people, not buffoons, not uh, 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 buffoonery or, or, or silliness for the sake of uh, uh, trying to extract comedy from that. Watching the portrayal of, of, of these folks, you know, and, and this, is, this is a moon in society, it is a movie. It was the total opposite of that. Aside from, from fantastic costumes, everybody was pretty much a dunce. You know, I'm just looking at everything. It, just, it, it was silly. It, it was silly for no good reason. Um, James Earl Jones, his character, like, what the hell was that? that what was that? That was Tyler Perry writing for a good actor. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> it was incredibly pointless. It was la- no, what it was actually was lazy. And I had said this while watching that movie, and I even same went back a second time to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same difference. It, you know, it was the same thing. It, it was just lazy. It was lazy. And look, I know it's a daunting task to try to remake a classic like Coming to America. It was a classic for more reasons than it was funny. It was that that movie holds a special place in in in, in black culture in black America. Every, every look, you you can quote that movie up and down. Everybody has seen this movie. Anybody I know, white, black, red, green, you've seen this movie. It holds it's a special rap place. lyrics from it's, it's in rap, rap lyrics, lyrics from the early eighties to right now. Right? It definitely right. holds a place. So when you do this to a movie like this that means so much to the people who've grown up on this movie. It's been such a big part of our lives, even still today. It came out 30, what, 33 years ago? It still means so much. It's still in heavy rotation. You can't run away from it. It's ubiquitous at this point. For them to do it the disservice that they've done it is an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment, and, and anybody who's defending it, it's your prerogative. It's your, it's your right to like terrible shit. I'm not judging you for that. It's <laughs> your right. Hey, I like Battlefield Earth. I like, hey, whatever, you know. I, <laughs> I like bad things too. I think but, you win, Javon. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I yeah. can't defend wow. what I saw. I can't defend it because here's the thing. It wasn't an attempt to. It wasn't an attempt to make a real solid sequel. It was more or less a cash grab. You would have thought. It, put it to you this way: I would have harsher criticism. I can't even get into all of it. The Rick Ross cameo, John Legend singing. The the the, the <laughs> system actually sang. Oh, can you see I'm. Hey, was Mick Murphy and, and, and my man busy? No, they trucked in John Legend. And I look, I'm never a John Legend fan because he's a loud singer. <laughs> Can you see? <laughs> Don't forget to tip your waitresses, folks. Thank you. Coming to America. Hey, shut up. I, look, I'm not a John Legend fan, but that's what's up, man. 
We didn't That's need funny. this. We didn't need Gladys Knight's cat. We didn't need any of that. How about make a movie? Give us jokes. Give us something to laugh at. We don't need Tiana Taylor. We didn't need Rick Ross's cameo. What was that even for? We didn't need hey, any of it. And Rick Ross, at least, they filmed it at his house. So, hey, I understand he wants to. Hey, can I get in the movie? Hey, why not? If you film it as a why not? Why not? I did that. My house. Fun fact. Hey, fun fact. I didn't know that. But the thing oh, yeah. is, did it add anything to it? No. Not it a one little teeny it. bit. But then did any other cameo? No <laughs> other cameo added anything to this movie. Just even the, the, the throwbacks to the first movie, having Peaches come up, uh, the two... That was like, anything. oh my God, in this freaking movie. I wanted Please. to like throw Please. stuff at the screen. Gosh. Like, take okay. this dog oh, off back and shoot him. Vanessa Calloway's literally like, hey, she's been barking like a dog for 30 years. Like, are you insane? Like, okay. you're that that would be okay if this rest of this movie was was pretty much good. Because I mm-hmm. can see that happening in a good movie, right? Like to me, that's the Jerry <laughs> Curl stain. You know what I mean? That's the Jerry Curl yeah. stain on the couch. Yeah. In a bad yeah. coony movie. You know, where people are cooning around, tap dancing, that's like, oh, that's just another stereotype. But in a that good movie, it. you see what I'm saying? That little thing right there, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's like an easy laugh. But then in a group of buffoonish situations, it will piss you off, right? Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. one of those things oh, absolutely. that can carry you, in both universes. <laughs> if you've got solid laughs throughout, if you've got a solid movie throughout, and you add that, that's just, that, that's the cherry. That, that, that's, yeah. you know, extra whipped cream, you know what I mean? Um, no when you're relying on that, ain't no cherries in this movie. This is a turd Sunday covered with piss. Right. Like, there's nothing good about this movie. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry. Uh, like my I favorite said, part? Mm-hmm. My favorite part has been reading Facebook and people on social media going, I don't know what y'all were expecting, but I laughed. I enjoyed it. Why? I think y'all just Why? watched the same Why? movie from 30 years ago. And to me, it was a good nostalgia trip. It was good seeing everybody. Yeah. I'm just like, but, but what was, what's similar between this movie and the original outside of the mm-hmm. characters? Well, you know, Jeff, that 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 brings me to the last things I'm gonna say about this, right? The the people who are staunchly defending are more than entitled to that because hey, you liked it for whatever reasons. But the thing is, I think if you really examine why you like this movie, it's gonna have nothing to do with the fact that it was actually funny. It's because, like, for example, when you see Dave Chappelle now, you know you're supposed to laugh, but he's not really saying that much that's funny. <laughs> it's like when you're watching this movie, you th- you know you're supposed to laugh because it's Eddie, it's Arsenio, it's coming to America, but it's not really fun. You you you're laughing because you want to laugh, you want to be entertained, and also, I think we've been so forced fed garbage that we don't know what good food tastes like. What's the last great where, comedy you've seen? And there's that, the but then. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Yeah. I mean, The Hangover. But then, are we talking about comedies in general, or are we talking about all black cast comedies that are not made by you know whom? Hey, take your pick. Take your pick. Right? I can't think of one. What I, I mean, off what, the top what, of my head. Black I'm sure there was. Don't say you can't say anything with Kevin Hart. These are okay. just movies. They're just no, movies. because he got 
Yeah, I mean, that's usually not an all-black cast. You know what I mean? Like, there's always something. Mm-hmm. And you know what the, uh, the last thing I'm going to say about think- that? You can't think of one. You can't. The last thing I'm going to say about that is with these movies, they... <laughs> They're they're very they're they're so lazily done because we don't ask for more. We don't demand more of it. We don't demand. But look what happens when we demand more. Like everybody kind of harps on us, like, oh, why did why would you demand more? You just want to tear down black people. I'm like, no, I expect better because we do better. We've done better because we are doing better. There are so many other directors out there that are kicking ass. Oh, and oh, not just in the comedy you. genre. So thank one you. thing is, I think so I was going to pick you back great yours. black comedy. Yeah. Black Dynamite. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Black Dynamite came out in 2009. Oh, my name is Damn. Dolomite. That's not great. I, I think I'm agreeing with y'all from last week. Like yeah. we all said, I watched it once, you haven't watched it again. Like, if you go, like, great means. Almost kind of if I if it's on TV because it's always on TV you'll watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna say like uh, Chris hey, Rock. As I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Jay. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say like Chris Rock and like a top five. I'm like that's a good movie. I own it on my collection, but is it great? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, as I've said to anybody, if you watch this movie and you like it so much, give me a scene verbatim. <laughs> give it to me right now. Give it to me. Hey, I can say. Hey. Thank you. Dude, hey, dude, I caught somebody on that joint too, just like that. Just like that. <laughs> hey, as I just said, like another that. thing I said, Gunner. Hey, you know how bad this movie was. You know what the best part of the movie actually is—the closing when John Legend hey, is actually singing something from the first movie. She's your queen to be. This movie relied too heavily on how good its predecessor was. That's a bad yeah. sequel. And that's a bad sequel in general, right? So, yeah. I think, yeah, I got somebody with some crap. She was like, yeah, and there's a feminist element because, you know, they get to let her do whatever. I'm like, let her. That's I'm sorry. Fine. Number one, let her. Let her. Exactly. Let her. I've heard it. Please, please, let me know about how great that was. Like yeah, his daughter's you. three ninjas scene at the end? What? The three ninjas scene? I don't know. But I, <laughs> I got her with two things. I was like, number one, let her. Okay, cool. And number two, name one of their names. Wow. Just one. You know, Eddie Murphy, one of their daughter's names. <laughs> and they could not name the name because nobody can because they didn't really do it. They did it once. Thank you. See, so please, turd, turd, turd fest. But you know what it is? To piggyback <laughs> off of what you said real quick, sorry. This time, fellas. I'd like to hear from you. Let's let's shake things up because I feel like there's several candidates this week. Who are your nominees for dummies of the week? Jace, let's start off with you. See, uh, this one's uh, kind of easy. A little, you, you, you're probably not expecting this uh, to go on this one, but my dummy of the week is Mr. Piers Morgan uh, for finally getting called out. For all the crap he says about Megan Markle, and it's literally his his man on the show is like, dude, you keep talking about her because she 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 just carried you like you weren't you weren't worthy to talk to her, and now you've been bashing her for the last four years, and then Pierce is like, I'm not gonna stand for this on my own show. No 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 no. It's like, 
and, and you watch the video and he's like, dude, that's the brow beating you got to make you walk off the show. You really must have loved that girl and don't want to see the fact that she's a princess and you just did a regular dude, you know, on some Good Morning America show. I mean, sorry, Good Morning Britain show. It's like, dude, you're so sadly in love with her. It's pathetic. Move on. I'm sure your wife is like, seriously, I hope you care about me this much when you divorce me. But I need you to go far, far away. And I, now that you've gotten your complaints and now cheerio, I'm going to go to my own hovel and uh, think about why I love Megan so much and why she should return my calls again. Um, that is why Mr. Pierce Morgan, for not being able to get over Megan Markle, finally, is my dummy of the week. I love that the co-host was just like, that's absolutely diabolical. <laughs> That was so great. I'm just gonna have to randomly start calling things diabolical. <laughs> hey, I love. Wonderful. Hey, when you can throw that, you rarely get a chance. I'm like, uh, what's her name, Ellie Driver? You rarely get a chance to use that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. And then he quit the show. It's like, man, what a temper tantrum. Oh, <laughs> like this. Forty-one thousand people wrote in. If you were crazy. If you hear the stuff he's been like, if there's ever like a documentary like on Fox or somebody that they need, hey, we need somebody bad to talk about Megan. Pierce, I'm here. I'm here. Please let me go. Let me say something. I've got, I've got, I've got she got, she, she's ghosted half our family and me too. And it's like, she doesn't Your English accent is terrible, by the way, bro. Oh, thank you. I it's actually wanted to be terrible. Your English accent <laughs> nah, is diabolical. <laughs> Hello, governor. <laughs> Uh, for everyone who are uh, UK fans, I actually apologize for that. But yeah, uh, we're American. All right, Gunner. We don't know anything. Right, Gunner. Who's your nominee? And okay, there was somebody that sold the hell out of this movie coming to America. We're just gonna call it C2A, and you can put your own derogatory terms as the as the. Uh, as the uh, acronym there, but yeah, we're gonna call it C2A. And whoever sold C2A to Amazon Prime is not the dummy of the week, but the sales genius of the week to sell this turd to Amazon so desperately needing viewers that they'll give you the buffoonish stuff because they know black, some black viewers will follow the buffoonish crap. So the, the genius of the week and probably whatever that was last year is the person is the salesperson that sold this crap to Amazon Prime, and the dummy of the week is the person who thought this was was the, the only black person in the room. How about that? That's the dummy of the week. <laughs> the end. All right, my nominee. My nominee is everyone who conspired to get Pepe Le Pew canceled. I have so many great issues with it because he embodies and encourages rape culture. And when we start ignoring very real examples, i.e. one failed casino owner slash failed president, current Florida resident, to go after a cartoon character and decide to cancel him instead, that's stupid. And everybody up in arms like, yes, Pepe Le Pew 
damaged me in my childhood, and I have all kinds Word. of issues with this. Let's cancel him. He's Let's canceled. One scene. Name one line of Pepe Le Pew that really got you, just really messed you up. Please tell me one. Because I'm pretty sure every time... No, every time Pepe Le Pew does something stupid, you know what happens? He gets smacked in his face. It's, yes, there is consequence for being this stupid, people. That's the actual lesson of Pepe Le Pew that you guys somehow forget when you just... It's really stupid. My challenge for you is... You are going to give me things that you want to see canceled that have damaged you as an adult from childhood. Nothing you really like because, you know, who knows? They may actually try to cancel it. But things maybe like Kylo Ren for his anger management issues have made me really think that he needs to be canceled. And for the way he doesn't wear a shirt and it's harassing poor Ray, even in her dreams. Hey, look. Jeff, I want to give my dummy, but I got somebody I want to cancel right now. That nigga singing in that Popeye's chicken commercial. <laughs> Ooh, wow. baby, give me chicken. I want to cancel him. You know why? Because they just introduced a fish sandwich with a white lady as the representative, and she ain't had to sing shit. She just talked about a, a fish sandwich, like a person. That's garbage. All right, fellas. Well, thank you as always. This has been quite the fun show. And don't forget to bring up your canceled folks for next episode. We're closing in on episode 200. We got something big for you guys planned, so stay tuned. But for now, thank you all for rolling. Thank you all out there for listening. This episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.